Hi, this is Cam Smith, and this is the podcast of Triple R's Eat It, a weekly radio show about food and drink broadcast live on Triple R from Melbourne, Australia every Sunday. Hope you enjoy the podcast and feel free to get in touch with us via the Triple R website. Yeah. You're doing some of your best sort of John Travolta dance move there. I was doing the Batman. <laughs> I was the Batman. I was thinking, you know, John Travolta in Pulp Fiction. That is the Batman. You can see me doing it, no one else can. I, I saw that uh, on a YouTube clip, the guy who came up with the choreography for that, because he said, mm. don't just twist. Mm. We could do, you know, mashed potato. <laughs> uh, I used to like doing the, uh, the, the trucker as you're dancing mirror uh-huh. check. <laughs> Change gear. See, once again, I can see you, but no one else can. Yeah, it's, it's a good, it's, it's a visual it's, gag, and we're on radio, so mm. let's just turn the head around and say, "Good afternoon." It is three triple R FM. That's the station you are tuned into, and glory, glory be. Here we go. My name's Cam Smith. Across from me, I have. I'm Matt Stedman. Hello, Cam Stedman. You're looking good. I'm actually, I'm a bit sniffly today, so if I apologise, dear listener, if I have to sneeze in the background or something. That's, we have a sneeze cough button, which is we good do. for that indeed. Um, thank you to the scientists. What an awesome idea. Um, Matt, specifically, you were saying, this is good. How cool is it? So just uh, 20 PhD candidates just coming in talking about their area of research. What a really cool way just to explore contemporary science. And dare we say it, isn't this a thing that trip? Shines. Yes. Yeah. Um, if we had 20 people on the show, Cam, it would be an absolute rabble. But Shane and crew had them just beautifully organised. So everyone had a number and they were all lined up they yeah. in the kitchen and we had to bust past them to get to the coffee machine. It was uh, it was good. If you um, if you haven't heard it, well, the great news about 3 FM is you can time shift. Yes. Like HG Wells. Yes. <laughs> well, there's an old reference. Um you got it, though? Yeah. Okay. Um, yes, of course, triplear.org.au if you want to uh, listen back. Now, the mm. present and yeah. looking forward. Looking forward to the next hour. Looking forward. Remains of it. Remains of it. Um, boy, we got some luminaries in the old green room today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Hilary McNevin. Yes. Great food writer. Yes. Bon vivant. Yes. Person about town, mm-hmm. dare we say it? Um, and funny thing, she was just returning some stuff to Bron Burton. Yes, from Radio Marinara. Yes. Uh, Michael Hardcase Harden. Yes, again, food writer, man e- about town, extraordinary. Um, Occasional great. helicopter passenger. I didn't actually <laughs> hear the chopper land on the station today, but uh, maybe they've uh, got the noise cancelling landing thing happening. We should cont- we always we always sort of tease Michael about this. We should contextualise this really for you, listener. He was known as Helicopter Harden yes. because of the time he took a helicopter to Bray and via the Twelve Apostles. Yes, and uh, oh, there was much mirth directed at him. <laughs> it was actually a lot of jealousy if we if, yeah, we're, if, we're, all, if we're all really. Honest about that. So, anyway, that's part of his rider now. Will there be be a helicopter? And what brand is it and will the champagne be chilled? So, what are we going to talk about? Well, it's it's inevitable, really. It's it's, uh, almost half past December. Yep. On this, uh, at the end of this decade. Yes, that is true. As we sort of uh, lurch towards uh, the 20s. And what seems to be happening at the moment is an avalanche of, you know, best of the decade lists. 
on socials and online. Yeah, and I guess so. Yeah, right. So um, just, yeah, work your Get way ready. <laughs> yeah, Brace right. yourselves. We, we might <laughs> indulge in, in a le- little bit of that because I think I threw out the uh, thing. What about maybe trend, dish or thing of the yeah. year? Of the year's fine, yeah. Yeah, we, haven't, yeah. we didn't do the decade. No. So anyway, look, um, the one thing I'll just let you know that these two don't like each other that much. So no, there might be a little bit of conflict. Yeah. So tune in. For Which we're going to attempt to provoke. Yeah, well, let's it. see, let's well, see if we can get them to fisticuffs by her past. Yeah, just poke them with a stick. <laughs> and um, and what better way to uh, to provoke uh, aggression than to bring in alcohol? Yes. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> no, we, but we have the redoubtable mm. um, Hugh Griffith yes. from Union Electric mm-hmm. uh, in the city. Great bar. Mm-hmm. Um, the inventor of the Lola. Oh, which is sort of um, a new take on a pina colada using a very, very special gin. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, he's fab, and he's going to make a drink that arose from a glorious mistake. Oh. Yes, sir, and I'm talking about the Negroni Spagliato. Spagliato. Spagliato, which um, apparently means mistake. So oh. rather than steal his thunder, he has the story and uh, the wherewithal. So and we can enjoy the mistake while we're learning about it. Yes. Yes. Um, now, uh, speaking of bon vivants, yes, uh, at twelve oh seven here on three triple R FM. Bon vivant? No, it's bon vivants, isn't it? Oh, it's like governors general, something like that. Yeah, yeah, inspectors general. Uh, you were vivanting mm. of I was. late. Yeah. <laughs> I was just saying, I had such a good St Kilda day yesterday. Yeah, a uh, couple of highlights. Oh, I was just about to do a Scott Morrison. I'm going to do it anyway. You ready? What? How good is? How good is? Oh, Jesus no, I'm not. Ow! Ow! I, uh, for the first time, I think, since it's been renovated, um, I went to the, the Palais. Palais in St Kilda. Yeah. What a beautiful theatre that place is. And what a joy it is just to have a glass of wine now with the new windows that sort of look over uh, the front area. Yeah, we're very lucky to have um, theatres of that of that sort of um, age and heritage. We are lucky. We've got quite a good handful of them, haven't we? We've got you think Forum, about it. we've got Palais, yeah. a couple of others that probably don't Princess, spring yes. Princess up in the top. Yes. Uh, the, um, the Regent. Yeah. See, is it Regent or Regent? Anyway, Regent. The, the one that was saved by the PLF, which is a great idea. In the 70s, they going to bulldoze it. And um, the union just said, no, we're not. No, no, we're not. No, <laughs> no you're not doing that. You're not touching that. That's too precious. Um, and yeah. so we're at the Palais, it's got nothing to do with food, but after that, um, just calling out what is a great St Kilda institution, mm-hmm. Chichilina. What's Chichilina for those that have never been there? It is a- Timeless. It, it is, is pretty timeless. It's a Italian restaurant. Run by two fabulous women. Yes. Uh, Italian leanings. Yes. Always something good on the specials board. Some some recipes that are recipes or dishes that have been on there for the entire history. Salmon linguini. Yeah. Yep. Um and also after after five, mm. the back bar is just one of the great meeting spots of St Kilda, I'd say. Mm. So we uh nothing's changed at Chich, it's not new, it's just awesome. We see you, Chichilina, and we love you. Don't ever change. And I think one of the great things about the back bar is that it's kind of gloriously loose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's good fun. Loose as. Uh, okay, my uh, what's that in your mouth uh, was uh, I was um, happened to be part of the Gelliners. We were talking about this over the weeks. It's where uh, about 140 restaurants took uh, part globally. Yep. Where you swapped 
the ideas, I suppose. Mm. Of, it was called the Motrix. Um, so it's not just recipes. It's it's kind of the context for the recipes. It's, it's more like the, the castle. Right. It's the vibe. It's the vibe. It's the vibe, man. <laughs> it's just Dennis Denudo. Okay. It's the Dennis Denudo <laughs> of... And, I, and I'm, I'm sorry if I sound like I'm cheapening this. I, mm. I suppose I am. But anyway, I got to go to Oak Ridge, uh, which was just amazing. Where is Oak Ridge, Cameron? Oak Ridge is... Uh, well, it's on the Maroondah Highway, Matt. Yep. Out there in the Yarra Valley. Out there in the Yarra, Yarra Valley. I'm uh, next to... Where is it? Shondon? Uh, yeah. Close yeah. to Shandon, yeah. Yeah, close to Shandon. Uh, but the great thing, Matt and Joe have just um, been there for quite a few years now and they do incredible regional food. And it turned into like a Bollywood movie. Oh, really? So the, the chef um, was a restaurant called Gar. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, I don't have the name of the chef uh, on me, but an Indian chef in Bangkok mm-hmm. um, and... She sort of sent through her inspirations and things, and they interpreted that. And uh, I just had a great time. I love Oak Ridge, and I love Matt and Joe. And one of the tragedies is the fact that Oak Ridge is probably at its busiest right now. Yes. <laughs> right now, 12, 11 uh, services starting. So we've never been able to talk to them. So I promise you next year we're yep. going to have an interview with Matt and we'll Joe. We'll find a way to do it. I've known them for yongs. Yeah. It's, I actually saw... Um, First time I ever met Matt was uh, when I was doing Iron Chef. Oh, God, that was many years ago. It was many moons. Mm. Many moons. I, um, I don't know where I read it, but I, said, I saw an article somewhere uh, about 10 restaurants that define Australian cuisine right now. Oak Ridge was on there. Um, Oak Ridge uh, won the uh, Dan Stock... It's not often mm. that we ever mention the Murdoch Press, but Dan Stock, who writes for the Murdoch Press, yes, the, the he did the hundred most tastiest places, and mm. I think Oak Ridge won that. Yeah, right. Yep, well deserved. So it is. It is. It is a step above. It's beyond the standard sort of winery restaurant because you can probably get away with good but generic food at wineries. You got the view, and you've got the wine, and it's also special. Is this like the revolving restaurant syndrome? <laughs> You'll always have <laughs> yes, to receive exactly, it. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. How would you like your eye fillet cooked? Yeah, um, try the the uh, sole beurre blanc. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Whereas uh, at Oak Ridge, I agree, Matt and Joe are doing something that is a cut above most other uh, restaurants with a view. And as someone who I know uh, who said so well, it's like uh, Matt and Joe. Joe specifically mm-hmm. has Beyonce time. It's almost 48 hours a day. It's like, how does she do it? Because she, she, like... She gets the grain and then mills it into flour. She looks Jeez. after these cows, feeds these calves. Yeah. Um, makes amazing. Anyway, it's it, it, quite extraordinary. If you have a chance to go to Oak Ridge and certainly try David Bicknell Chardonnay. Yeah, the wine's good too. We yeah, should the it. wine's good too. Yeah. So anyway, so you can St Kilda, tick. Yep. And uh, down the Yarra Valley, tick. It's 12, 13 and a half. We're going to do something different and play some music right about now. What a great idea. Yeah, this is one that you picked, Cam. I picked this one. Yeah. And it's got the Tori Amos secret arpeggio. Tetsuya, you know, Tuts in the Maytals. Oh, I thought Tetsuya was. Oh, well, he might be too. Tetsuya in the Maytals. Tetsuya! <laughs> Tetsuya on the karage! <laughs> Tetsuya loves karage. He said to me once, I could eat that every day. I know, who doesn't? Well, I, yeah. 
come on. Um, you are listening to 3 Triple RFM. We are setting up conflict radio. Two people that really can't stand each other in one room. Oh, for God's sake. Yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> why, yeah. Matt, why, did, why do we do this? Know, yeah, thanks, for, thanks, for ruining, to, thanks for ruining Christmas. We shouldn't camp. have booked yeah. them together. I told you this was a bad idea. <laughs> We're trying um, to keep it a secret. Hillary McNevin. Cameron Smith. Turnip Media. Hello, how are you? Ah, I've got booze because um, uh, we're, well, we're jumping ahead a little bit because uh, Hugh has got us the fighting juice in our, uh, in our glasses. We're very and lucky. It, and it's good. Michael Harden. Hello, Cam. Helicopter. Yeah. Harden. People still calling you that? I mean, oh, no. It's did so you get any this year? Oh, did you get any? Yeah, yeah, yeah a few. Yeah, you know, a not, as, bit. not as many as I'd like. Oh, no. You know, it's but like it's a really it's interesting how few homes have helipads. I know. So, you know if you have a photo of you and a helicopter as your profile, pick <laughs> Michael. Which you have People had for a while. People are going to call you Chopper Harden. Ah, you know? I, don't, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> think about that. Chopper. Chopper Harden. Yeah. yeah. Chopper hard. Chopper. Um, so what have we got in here? If you've just joined us, of course, you are listening to Eat It. Um, seriously, we have um, a couple of people with a great perspective on this industry, on food and what's sort of happening. And, well, let's face it, Matt, they're hilarious together, aren't they? Yeah. Mm. No, it's all, you know, well, in, in with anger, out with love. That's, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You know I've always hated all, you. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It. it's just anger with me. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's... Yeah, I'm the loving one. There's consistency <laughs> anyway. Um, we find ourselves hurtling towards the end of the decade. Yes. Yeah. Gosh. I think that's great. Um, what, the, we got rid of this and now we can actually name a decade and be confident <laughs> yes. about it? We can say we're in the 20s and I'm yes. sure of it. Yes, and say 2020. Numerically, that's how you say it. Yep. We, were, we were stuck there in the... Noughties. Noughties. Oh, I know, yeah, which awful, is just... Awful. Yeah, I yeah. used to hate saying that. Yeah, I know. The noughties. What did you call this decade? Oh, I, did, I don't think I ever somebody even referred the, to them. referred to it as the tens, which is so oh, clunky. Yeah, and, yeah no. you know, It's like, just, just don't. Just say the teens. Yeah, just don't say anything. It just, I, well, that's what I did. I think I've managed to say, managed ten years without having to mm. define it. Have you, Matt? Yeah. No, I, I would go teens, but I haven't had to. No, I haven't had no, to. No. So let's embrace the 20s, the swinging 20s. Exactly. The roaring 20s. Yes. Yes. We're going to roar. And now, um, uh, let's first of all start, um, because Hugh's already provided us with the um, the drink, which we'll be talking about a little bit later on. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, you have done a bar thing. You've Yeah, uh, there's just been the, the Time Out Bar Awards. You've benchmarked. Yes. Well, this was it's it was a dirty uh, job, folks. <laughs> it was so so terrible. But, Someone's uh, got to do it. We had uh, yeah, we had the the timeout awards. Jess Ho is the um, is the editor of that. That and I was. Her you mean that fabulous Jess Ho? The fabulous Jess Ho, spectacular. One Jess of my favourite mm. people, and After uh, me. got a. <laughs> you're well down the list, Hillary. Um, <laughs> not in Ho's league. Um, Ooh. <laughs> But uh, we had, uh, yeah, we had we had the awards on <laughs> Monday and um, gave out some some good good awards to some good people. So um, Romeo Lane did pretty well. Romeo though. Lane got a double. They got best bar or bar of the year. What? Who? Describe what's Romeo. Romeo Lane is a tiny little bar in the city, yeah. and uh, it's run by two people who are very good at making cocktails mm -hmm. and very good at detail and, and, and conviviality. Yeah, and it's a it's a mm. it's a little room. It used to be um, it used to be an apartment back in the you know in the eighteen hundreds, and so it's very small. It's got a little fireplace. It's all but everything you get there, like you know, you, you order a martini there, and it's. Correctly chilled, correctly diluted, the glassware's perfect. You get a 
coaster that doesn't wobble or like it's like a, a silver coaster, but it's like it's you know sturdy and does the job. Mm. You get a little bowl for your olive pips. You know, you get a little steel thing for your uh, for your olives. So you know, steel sort of like, thing for your yeah, olives. Yeah, a little steel pick yeah. you know, rather than disposable stuff. So but nice. it, everything is kind of really well considered. Like even the bar snacks, it's sort of like it's very kind of classic. You can get it like they've got like two or three cheeses mm. and they're beautifully treated. You know, it's sort of like where they've they've aged them properly. They're at the right temperature. They're with delicious crackers and you know pastes and that nothing too over the top you know they'll always have a, a fantastic terrine that sort of stuff so and the drinks are just sharp you know they're kind of they're sharp and they're clean so whether or not you go for a classic or whether you go for something else that they're doing um you know that they've, they've done themselves but they they go for three ingredient drinks is their basic thing so there's not a lot of room to hide so you've got the them. chord exactly it's exactly. like music it's funny how yeah. food um, drinks, music, three notes. Yeah, and it's profundo. And yeah, and when yeah, you do, and it seems like it should be the simplest thing in the world, but you know, oh, I've had I've had very many terrible Negronis. You know, you'd sort of think it's like a Negroni is just that and that and bang, that bang, bang, bang. Th- you know, and mm. some ice, and you'd think, but there's people that can't make them, and there's other people that make them, and they kind of just sing. Mm. Yeah, oh, step. Look at that. Yeah, yeah, damn right. Um, have we got a favourite drink of the year? Because I've had a rediscovery, to be honest with you, this year. Mm-hmm. It's been allowing the Negroni to recede in the distance somewhat because... It'll um, always be. I was in a bit of a Negroni rut. Mm. Let's face it. Oh, you know. God. <laughs> man, man. man. Yeah. It's terrible. Um, but um, I've fallen in love with um, a cocktail from the 19th century that comes from Louisiana. The Sazerac. Oh, my God. So delicious. The Sazerac. And when you go through the options of how it evolved from cognac to rye, um, it's really, really interesting. Oh, yeah, I'm just... But you still get you still get asked, like in the good good bars, you'll get Correct. asked, do you want rye what, or do what, you want cognac? What would you like? Yeah. And so. what, do, what do you have? I prefer rye. Me yep. too. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've gone that way. If yeah, I, yeah. I started off on cognac and then... I've decided yeah. that that, that oh. might be my drink next year is sort of... Because I think I need to learn to love cognac because I just... I've never okay. kind of... It's never done it for yeah. me. So I feel like I'm not doing it properly and that's the that's going to be my serious research. Sazerac, for those, just in case you want to look it up, S-A-Z... D-E-R-A-C. Um, uh, it's basically you do an absinthe wash to a glass. You have Peychaud bitters, which is a very specific thing that comes out of Louisiana that was made for the drink. You have um, these two things as the base, either cognac or rye. What's the other ingredient? You've got that, Hillary? I thought you were looking it up. No, There's something else in there that uh, <laughs> yeah, broadens it out, but that's sort of the basis. Anyway, yeah. that's mine. Um, Hills? Oh, I'm, I was actually just looking up a Martinez cocktail because I do love those because that was the beginning and the birth before the martini, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. for me, and also had a Negroni phase, definitely. Yeah, still in a Negroni <laughs> still phase. Still in a <laughs> We have, yes, all been out. Mm. We've been night I, together with yeah. Negronis. But I can't go past a martini. That's what I tend towards now, straight up mm. with an olive. Yeah. I just... With classic, the meal, my, my, with yeah. the, all through dinner. It's no, like, it's like the Bloody Mary. Yes, I'm eating. It's yeah, fine. Classic. Just uh, like, yeah, I my do. dirty secret is uh, the one that I've rediscovered: pina colada. <gasps> oh my god, it's so good! You get a good, somebody making you a good pina colada. Well, you've got to see. You've got to meet our guest. And have you had a Lola at 
Union Electric? No, because I, need to yeah, quickly... but I love Union Electric. So, okay. Uh, but Pina the Colada is uh, it's my new drink because they you kind of you say your first serum. Of course, that stupid song goes. In I your know. Head. I can hear and it. And, then, and you think creamy it. and oversweet and everything. I've had these a couple of ones. I had one in Queensland recently and one at Electra. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, what's Electra? With, Electra was where the press club used to be, oh. and uh, they're doing really really good cocktails. They're including this one. They're calling it a Collins mm. Collins Larder or Pina Collins. They're calling it. Mm. And it's got a spiced rum. Oh, in how it lovely. And okay. some fresh pineapple juice. And it's clean and delicious and uh, not creamy and gross. Hugh garnishes his with pepper. Um, can we move on to food? Well, no, what I was going to add, though, with the bar, Time Out Bar Awards as well, was um, your Bartender of the Year, I think, yes. was a really interesting. Oh, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Well, bar, wine, <coughs> wine Bar of the Year was Bar Liberty. Bar Liberty, yeah. And, and Nick and works there? Nick that? works there as well. Nick as Tessa. Nick Tessa. And so he was our. Is this Bar Liberty on Johnson Street? Yes, yes. Yeah, so, so he was our. Juddy Roller. Yes, he was our bartender of the year because just because he's like multitasking like a hero. So he's like um, an octopus man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So he's doing that. He's a great. He's a great bartender. He's got really good attitude. Um, you know, makes everybody feel comfortable. Will push you out of your comfort zone without you feeling like you're getting pushed. Really. And uh, but he's also um, he does a bit of work for Maid and I, the Vermouth, the Australian yes. Vermouth Company. He also is one of one quarter of Marionette, which is the yes. Australian liquor. A place and which, yeah, you talk about. Oh, that, no, you know. I was going to say, and he's also the co-author of a book called All Day Cocktails, which is for someone who was bartender of the year to co-author a book about low alcohol and no alcohol drinks, I think is something that's yeah. a very strong trend that we're seeing Here's at the something we, we, we put our fingers on this at the beginning of the show saying, mm. yeah, this is a thing. Uh, but uh, it's got to be said, yeah, the, the guys from um, Maiden and I are doing superb things. Shawnee was on the show with um, his Amaretto. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he because Sean is one of the co-owners also That's of Marionette. Marionette, Marionette sorry, mm. yes. yes, Marionette. Mm. Yeah, so uh, exactly. no, they're doing they're doing amazing work. But yeah, yeah the books are really good. He, they're just about to do another book on yep. punch. That's right. We've got punch another one coming out all about all back. about punches. So really, sort of like yeah. So because that was the prelude. If you think about punches, were um, you know you, it was sort of a. A manly thing to do for men to stand around the punch bowl. I'm thinking 18th century yeah, stuff because well, the, it preceded the cocktail before. They were the first cocktails, yeah, because yeah. they were mixed yes. drinks. So you know, it's like, and basically, it was to sort of try and ward off all sorts of diseases. You know, it's kind of like you know, with as much alcohol as you possibly could, which is why I'm so healthy. Yeah. The falling <laughs> down bowl yeah. we yeah. could cause yeah. it now. Um, food and places and things. Well, what have you guys Go been to- up to? Um, there As we sort of look back on the year. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. Some, been some really good stuff. It's sort of like there's a new joint that's opened up on Ligon Street called Lagoon Dining. It's a modern Asian restaurant. Hearing um, a lot about really that. Really good. Like a bunch of young kids are, well, they're not that young, but they're young compared to me. Kiyo, so, you know, yeah. it's sort of like, yeah, they're 80. Yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. but they're all sort of, they used to, a lot of them worked at Izard. The two chefs worked at Izard and one of the, and the front of the front of house. And uh, they're doing a menu that's mainly Chinese, little bit of, but they're kind of like it's a little bit fusiony. There's a few other ingredients, some from Japan, some from Korea, but um, really nice room. It's where the Ligon food store used to be. Mm. So, you know, if you want to kind of Portelli's Palace, we could yeah, call yeah, it. Sort of draw yes. symbolism. It's sort of like, you know, the one that, because that, that like, it's been Ligon food store for 70 years in various incarnations. And now yeah. there's a modern Asian restaurant run by a bunch of young professional hospitality people. It's kind of like Thank there is a change on Ligon Street, I think. Thank you know, I God. Yeah. And yeah. maybe we do see one of the, the great things about Ligon Street is you would know possibly more than just about anybody around yeah. seeing you wrote the book called. 
Ligon, Ligon Street. Street. Yep. Um, how it, <laughs> just hold, hold it, hold it. Um, but it's it's been an incredible crucible of of people coming through and yeah. different mm. types yeah. of people, and um, we are seeing a real revitalization in a lot of ways in Ligon Street. This is certainly it's only a specific section yes. in the Carlton thing because. Once you go over that Grattan Street line, mm. but the Felice it's signs a are coming sea, up more and more. Down it's a sea of too. gingham. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you don't go and over the Grattan Street. And laminated, yes. yeah. large laminated menus. Yes. Been but but that never yeah. changed. But yeah. King and Godfrey's has been uh, yeah. finally reopened, yes. and you can see what a, an amazing renovation that was over four years yep. it took to do yeah. that. But lovely places like Heart Attack and Vine that's been there for quite a, a long, oh, quite a few yeah. years now. And sort of in that, that whole block where you've block, got down yeah. you know, Carlton Wine Room and you've Milk got cow. Market Coffee and um, yep. Mark Lane Coffee and you've got mm. Baker de Chirica. You know, yeah. it's like, it's a really good spot. And, you know, King and Godfrey's fantastic, you know, with all the different oh. things, you know, the, the rooftop bar and stuff that's there. That's, you know, and maybe the most hidden one, the virtue of coffee, where you yes. have to go down oh, yes. an alley past these two really tiny houses, Matt, um, seeing where someone's trying to, um, uh, what happened to Christ? He came back, uh, revived, resurrect. Re- res- resurrect Range Rovers. You see all this. This is where the the old Range Rovers. How come you just got struck by lightning? I know. It you happens. just burst into flames. It happens every 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 Sunday. Anyway, okay. Ligon Street is happening. Oh, another, I was going to another inner city. Um, well. Uh, Part of town, sorry, James. James Winnington James in South Melbourne is also another place doing some interesting mm-hmm. food. Yes, and also James is the wine bar. They change the sommelier every few months and I, I up the okay. ante on the wine well, list. Well, they shoot him or something like that. What yeah. happens? No, no, they bring. No one yeah. knows. No one no knows. One knows. They just disappear. We've lost another one. <laughs> you know, it's South Melbourne. Pete, strange yeah. things happen to people in it's South the Melbourne. The Bermuda Triangle and, um, of sommeliers. But you know, beautiful scallop bows and. and um, Playing around with different flavors, particularly again Asian flavors, Japanese, yes. and um, and just it's a really smart little space. So I'm just sort of going on what you're talking about, just areas that were always a bit or had lost their mojo for a while, yeah. mm. and all of a sudden little pockets of Clarendon Street potent here, for one example, is um they're popping up again. God, if only we could do that to Fitzroy Street. Yeah, I know that's 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 still kind of tra- tragic, kind of sad. Yeah, it really yeah. is. It's sort yeah. of like it's it's hard to see how it can come back, you know, at this stage. It's like, you know, it just seems the planning has been non-existent. And do we see that in some way? Sorry to cut across you, Hilary, but just that whole thing of the – it's almost something that's been happening in slow motion, the death of the strip mall um, Mm. in general because there's a lot that are are, are suffering. Bridge Road. I think that that comes from when, you know, greedy landlords and when the only people that can afford to go into the streets are the businesses that are chains. Yes. And so they lose what they had in the first place. So, But, you know, you look at somewhere like Rathdown Village, mm-hmm. mm. terrific little place, and it's sort of like the locals support it. Like it's what how a, how a shopping strip should be. It's sort of like Community. It's, got, it's got businesses there. You can go and shop. You can buy – there's a butcher. There's a greengrocer. There's a grocery store. You know, it's like you can go and have a coffee. You can get fish and chips. You can – Lose many many hours of your life at Gerald's. At Gerald's, yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. So as uh, Larissa Debesky once dubbed it, the place where good intentions go to die. Ah, <laughs> yes. And they do, and that's but where do I had. But you think that, that that is potentially, sorry, can um, be able to happen in places like Bridge Road again? There's some lovely little places opening on Bridge Road slowly but surely. But 
did you look at Ligon Street a few years ago, Michael, and think what you just said about other places? Just how how will Fitzroy Street get better? Did you ever think how will Ligon Street pick hmm. up? You know, yeah, it's, it's like, sort of yeah, because be Ligon potential. Street, yeah, Ligon Street felt like it was going down, but it has, I it don't never know. really, it never really did like no. Fitzroy Street because there was always, even in the times years ago, you think. You know, DDC opened up, um, yep. Baker de Chirico, yep. you know, around the corner. And we had Doc that came in, which yes. serves so, so some Fitzroy, of the best pastors. Do you think Fitzroy I've Street had? is beyond help? That's my... It oh. just, well, I, don't, I think I, that it would, you know, it needs a never say never, say never, because mm. St Kilda goes, you know, it's yeah. like the yes. roller coaster anyway. So it's, uh, you know, I think that one day it'll get there. But at the moment, it's just so dire down there. It's depressing when you go past and it's just, you know, there's a yeah, whole block there that it, it's empty. Even, sorry, and sorry if this sounds a bit south side to all you people in the north, and I apologise for that. But it's funny when you even look at Distasio and what he's done, he's almost like he's built a stockade around the restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I know. Like, it I ain't know. outward looking, is it? No. Um, it the, isn't. The Prince of Wales Hotel is something to keep an eye on, but yeah, that might be the beginning of something new. Yeah, they're trying stuff. to do some stuff there. Yeah. But, it, but that's a few years off because there's sort of like exactly. the guy that's that's bought it is the same guy that owns the Jackalope, Jackalope Hotel. Yeah. And so he's going to, but there's there's about a hundred different leases of different businesses in that in that block. So he has to wait for those to run through, and then he'll do his grand plan. Yeah. So it's after time. That. So, so maybe time. We'll yeah, hope. I don't know. Can we talk about us. the north? What's been happening in the north that we love? Because oh. we've been focusing on the south, and I just thought maybe we yeah, should no, look across the arrow. It's, well, it's nice to give the south a little nod because you know it's like I'm sure people on the south side listen there. to you. Kevin. Oh, I remember when you were saying <laughs> I, you had to go and eat somewhere in Elwood, and you were horrified. Absolutely horrified. That was the one time where I was really lamenting not having a chopper so I could just get in and get out. <laughs> just, yeah. Yes, you didn't didn't like Elwood much. Let's let's uh, let's go to somewhere a little bit more comforting, the north. What's happening there that's exciting? Yeah, what, Why what, am I talking like that? Sorry. I'm, what, I the, one of the things that I'm loving at the moment is Old Palm Liquor, which is mm-hmm. in Ligon Street in um, Brunswick East. Mm. And it's by the same folk that are <gasps> doing um, neighbourhood, that do neighbourhood wine. Yep. And it is fantastic. The room is glorious. I just, it's like, it's, there's nothing, they haven't spent a million dollars on it or anything, but there's something about the room that um, you walk in and it is immediately welcoming. And they've amazing wine, like particularly if you like, it's very, it's very sort of minimal inter- intervention wine, so very natural. So mm. um, people that, that aren't into that may not be as happy, but the food is really good. Mm. Um, and there's sort of a bit of a South African bent. They've got a bra... Um, Barbecue in, as the main cooking implement You're in the, the kitchen. Border wars, yeah, yeah. Because the chef South African, and yeah. she at the at um, at uh, neighbourhood wine, she does more. Um, she does more sort of European bistro food, and this mm-hmm. one is more has a more South African bent to it, and it's really interesting. Great service, really nice room. So that's been one of my favourites. I'd like uh, just being Carlton, Carlton Mama taking the kids. I'm a project. Carlton Mama, Carlton yes. Carlton Mama. I'm um I'm a project. The on the corner of Drummond, Drummond and Elgin Streets, mm. little yes. Japanese cafe. So have you, been there. Matt's nodding. It's beautiful. It's Matt's minimal. Back. It's very Tell us, Matt. bare bones. Gorgeous um, little bento boxes and, and, and katsu sandwiches and and the kids love it and salmon mm. specials and beers and sake and and decent coffee. Yes, Matt. So we're no, all looking at no, you. I didn't wait was looking at me either. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just no, not, I'm not I thought you'd been there. No, I you were going, no yeah. but I'm a, so I am a, I'm a project and it's, it's really worth a look. Um, Matt wants us to do uh, go into a little bit of a musical interlude, but before we do, I'll very, very quickly, I thought I'd just ask you a quick question. If you had to eat one cuisine for the rest of your life, what would it be? I'll say mine. I'll put my nail on my coat. Japanese, easy. Yeah, I'm with you. I could Japanese. eat Japanese forever. Yeah. 
Yes. Wow, okay. Matt, do you want to do one? Well, I was going to say Japanese. I'll, I'll Come just, on, do I'll, I'll go Italian just to be. Italian. Yeah, yeah. And I'll, I'll glare oh. at you over my fettuccine nice. for the rest yeah. of your day. Yeah, and yes. I'll, I'll raise you sushi. <laughs> yeah. Cup yeah. that. My children are half Italian, though, so they could be cursing if they're listening. So yeah, well. Part, yeah, you know. Hey. Oh, they just, but, like, um, so uh, can I, my second? <laughs> my second <laughs> team. Your second wife. Can you control this? No, I can't. That's what I told you. What do you mean second? The rumours are true. What's it you to? Oh, what's his second then? No, Italian, because my children are oh, half Italian. Okay, yeah. hey. That's it. Japanese or Italian. They're both two cuisines that make me very happy. Well, we've got a little bit of a music track from a real fun little group, and they're called Tropical... Tropical Fuckstorm. Yeah. Uh, we're a bit retrospective today, aren't we? One of my favourite releases of the year. Here it is. Here it is. Hey, look up for my glass over there. Right? Yes, sorry, Jimmy. Drink, man. Drink, what sort of drink you want? What sort of drink you want? Make it a double. Yeah. Right, somebody got to sing. Somebody got to sing. Let's drink. Cheers. 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 Maybe that person who's playing the piano wasn't that good. <laughs> I've often thought that over the time. <laughs> Hugh Griffith from Union Electric. What a absolute pleasure that you've come here. Hi, Cam. Thanks for having booze. me. With booze. Always. <laughs> <laughs> Except for last time I called it in. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, you did too. Good to see you today. Thanks. Tell us about your place. Where is it? Union Electric. Uh, Union Electric is on Heffernan Lane, which is part of Chinatown, uh, mm. between Lonsdale and Little Burke. Probably, probably just down the road from Stalactites and Turn Left. Yes, that's, that's the best way to describe it. Yeah, right. Or maybe yeah. that's a good place to go afterwards. Yeah, have a suva. There's some good food around that area. A soothing suva. <laughs> uh, it's funny um, if you've just joined us. My name's Cam Smith. Matt Stedman's here. Hello, Edith is the name of the show. We've just been joined by the the two warring parties that uh, <laughs> that are Michael Harden and Hilary McNevin. Hi, Cam. Hi, Matt. They're still here. Hi, Hugh. I, I thought they might have. <laughs> oh, Michael. I thought you. Oh, oh, Michael, you're still here. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe she won't let me. No, I know. We tried. Uh, but we are joined by Hugh Griffith from Union Electric and uh, a delight. And one of the things that. Uh, funny thing, just a little happenstance, you know? Yeah. I kind of like what happenstance. Um, where Michael Hutton was saying one of his favourite drinks was that he's rediscovered. Uh, like his Barry Manilow records at the uh, at the back of the turntable. Okay, look of death. Okay, I didn't mean that. Um, <laughs> pina colada. Okay. The the pina colada or pina the colada. Uh, yeah pina colada. the Manilow. No, that's not a drink, is it? Um, the, the official drink of Puerto Rico. Yeah. Really? And so good. Like it's got such a bad reputation, but like, it, and it can what? be can be made very badly, don't you think? What made that bad reputation? Malibu. The song. Well, it's just it's just ingredients. It's very and, easy to make a pina colada, and but that it's, it's white a, bottle stuff. Uh, the Karuba was was the stuff. Malibu, thank you, Malibu. Malibu, Malibu's got a place. Mm. Okay, yeah. it's valid. <laughs> I love that. I don't drink it often, but yeah, but yeah. it's cool. Come on, we're not brand bashing. Yeah, okay, exactly. exactly. Yeah, that's nice. No, but the um the the key ingredient of uh, a pina colada, and you can get it at Dan Murphy's now, which is great, is this stuff called Coco Lopez. Coco which is Lopez. like a cross between sweetened condensed milk and uh, coconut. <gasps> or oh, intake of breath. We all did it. <laughs> I, w- I, w- I just want that. Yeah. Well, you make a make a good a good coconut dolce de leche yes. with it. It's good. Oh oh, Ellery swooning. Someone who doesn't have a sweet tooth. I think I'm lying. That's yeah, fantastic. yeah. Coco Lopez. That sounds fantastic. 
And how do you use that in the drink? Uh, well, you added. that's the coconut cream. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Dick, you put it in the glass. Yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah, I just, you know, just feed you the, you know, the, the questions. Now, um, we have uh, got a drink in front of us because when we were originally talking about having you on the show, um, you said, Cam, I see a sea of spritzes in front of me. Yeah. Were, I think you were drunk when you were talking about it. A sea of spritzes. No, you're saying there's, there's a lot of Aperol that's been, and there's these sort of... Uh, uh, not the quintessential drinks, but the ones we just see all the time. And there's these orange ones that have taken over, the Aperol spritz. And you wanted to do something a little bit different. Yeah, absolutely. So we love Aperol. We love Campari. It's good that we see Aperol spritzes and Negronis mm. trending at the moment. Because yeah, because they make a lot of money for bars. Yeah, it's better than, it's better that than, Sorry, the, in flipped. my opinion, yes. like lemon sodas. Because people are embracing flavor rather than just drinking for the sake of drinking. True. But True there's that. some really good ways to elevate those offerings. So the drink I gave you was a Spagliato, mm-hmm. which means messed up in the 70s. Uh, the story is a bartender in Milan made a Negroni. Mirko Stocchetti. Oh, you looked it up, did you? Yeah, Mirko. Yeah. Mirko, Mirko was, we were actually, uh, Michael and I, we were all having a bit of a chat. Like, how busy must you be to mistake a bottle of uh, gin for a bottle of Prosecco? Or what drugs were you on? Well, I, get, I can see how you would make that mistake. If you're working hard and fast and reaching for bottles, you just yeah. top something up. Yeah. Especially, I love Italian bartenders can eyeball instead of using measures. Yes. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. But he made a mistake. Instead of a Negroni with gin, he made a, um, a drink with sweet vermouth or Italian vermouth. Yes. Campari, Campari. And, prosecco and Prosecco instead of gin. Yeah. And Spagliato, he made a mistake. Anyway, it was delicious. And, and I wonder what it was. He would have gone, oh, Jesus, Madonna, I can make a mistake. And then he goes, hey. And then obviously uh, he yeah, tried no, it. No, no, the bad, bad accent, though, but yeah, keep going. Yeah, no, don't worry. <laughs> I, anytime I try to attempt Italian, Italians put their hands to their ears, and rightly so. But but here was this mistake that tasted okay. It's bloody good. Yeah. Uh, so we've made it with Mancino. How do we make it at home? Well, just look for a good vermouth. I've yep. used Mancino Rosso Amaranto. Okay. Uh, and instead of Campari, I've used a little bit of Bruto Americano, which is really great bitter. Uh, Bruto. Was, was he a wrestler or something? Bruto Americano. That good name. Well, the story is it's a, bit of a, it's a bit of a commentary on the state of American politics at the time. No way. So Hillary and Trump were at each other's throats. Not this Hillary. No. Not this Hillary. I would have okay. given it a go. The yeah. other Hillary. <laughs> Good on you, Doug. Thanks, Doc. Especially a couple of drinks under yeah. your belt. <laughs> yes. So they called it the Ugly American. The Ugly American. Brutal ugly Americano. American but it's uh, it's very bitter. It's got a lot of gentian. Yes. So we only use a little bit of this stuff, and we use quite a bit of the uh, the Mancino vermouth. Yes. And then top with Prosecco. And we love Navy Strength Ice by Michael and My, Zara. Yes. From the Everly Heartbreaker and Bar My Go. Yes. So I've made your drink with Navy Strength Ice. That's, that's what delicious. it sounds like, folks. Uh, and it's um, it's a delightful drink, and it's probably a little bit less f- like falling down water with the the absence of the gin. Yeah. So it's a nice balance between a Negroni and a spritz. Mm. You still got all those flavours. Because mm. yeah. that's something we were speaking about before you before you, ca- you became on <coughs> air and the the red light was on was that. One of the things we're seeing is, is sort of a move towards slightly lower strength drinks, cocktails, all-day cocktails, as you were saying, Hillary. Yeah, it's a really good cultural shift. I've always 
always beefed to my staff that people get drunk for the sake of getting drunk. Mm. Like the Europeans do it so well. They drink all day and they never seem to fall over or pick fights with each other. <laughs> so it's good that Australians are starting to do the same thing. Mm. So we're drinking... But they eat with eat as well. Eating with drinking is a very important yeah. thing culturally. But are we seeing that more as well? I, I like to think oh, so. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's it's interesting in my profession when I, I review bars and restaurants and it's kind of like the line between what is a bar and what is a restaurant now has become so blurred that we're sort yes. of on, on arm wrestling for content, you know, against the other, with the, for the other, the other, the food reviewers want to review the bar and it's like, no, this is my territory. <laughs> no, no, my turn. Yeah, you know, so yeah. it's like, it's really, I think it's a great shift. Back know, off. So much good food happening in bars. Well, you mentioned Bar Liberty before. Is that a bar or a restaurant? Like, yeah, I, 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 think wine, I think wine bar, you know, it's sort of like mm. if we're going to sort of start, you know, splitting hairs, I think wine bar because, it, you know, it does have that focus and the food is very sort of wine-focused food. But yeah. I, it's I'd go there for dinner. That bucatini is awesome. Oh, so good. So good in those salt and pepper vegetables. All right. Yeah. Whoa, you insiders. <laughs> Let's explain that. What's the bucatini, first of all? Bucatini? Yeah. Spaghetti, mate. Yeah, but what's in the bucatini man makes it amazing. Um, so Michael and I know that Hillary, you can correct me here. So yeah. it's a it's a really awesome pasta. Bucatini refers to the style of pasta. Yes, it's sort of like, like a spaghetti with a hole in the middle, with a hole in the middle, like a straw. Yeah. In the past, you'd use a bucatini strand uncooked to drink your cocktail yeah. instead of a straw. Nice. But side note there, I like it. So the story is, you cook the, the watch pasta, out for the grapefruit pulp, and then you stir it in a hollowed out round of parmesan oh yeah okay, good, with good. lots of salt and pepper Wee. yeah delicious 10 ticks from the heart foundation yeah <laughs> absolutely <laughs> um that happens at um it doesn't um oh god was uh, anthony femnia does that occasionally too i think it's yeah, the yeah. aperol spritz and of pasta at the moment it is <laughs> it is it is indeed and angie does it at apoca too yes yes so there's some mixing up mm. in the cheese yeah. Yeah, yes Team there. And you've have you had um, is there sort of a been a, a kind of a well you know we're at the end of can't believe it we're at the second last show of the year of the decade and I think it's only just sort of <laughs> dawned on us that we we're heading towards the twenties and looking back is there the sort of stuff that you've seen um, so far as trends and where we've got to yeah I think. We seem to be on the the tail end of Japanese whiskey, which mm. is refreshing. Yep. Um, people are still embracing gin, and they're getting better at looking at different gins. Actually, that's been a thing, hasn't it? The, we've had a couple of years of gin. Yeah, and there's some really, really good gins. There's a lot of gins, mm. but there's some really good ones. Um, I'm enjoying local breweries. Um, there are people that are brand calling their local brewery. So in Melbourne, we've got Stomping Ground, Bodrigi, Moondog. Yes. People are, are looking to be loyal to their local brewery, which is great. Two birds. That's great. Mm. Because that's that's what breweries used to be in Melbourne. So Melbourne Bitter, Carlton Draft, people would brand call their beer because that was what was made at their local pub. Yes. And cocktail-wise, low ABV. Mm. So lots of fresh fruits, clarified drinks, good ice, low ABV, so it means you can have two or three instead of just one. That's alcohol, yeah, ABV. Yeah. And they're, they're priced more smartly as well. Yes. And they're more social, so you can have a chat with your friends and... And you don't have to have two cocktails and it's sort of like the world is spinning a little bit. Yeah, and the, the best part is bartenders aren't being as precious about their orders as they used to be. They're, they're quite relaxed, which other, is great. Other side of the bar, do you uh, agree with that, you two? Absolutely, and I think there's another, another trend that I'm kind of liking that you see, say, at um, 
at uh, Bar Margot, you know, with a, with a half cocktail, like mm. you know, sort of the mini martinis. So oh, you can wow. have like one yeah. of those, yeah, you know, and it's like and it's like twelve or thirteen dollars, and it's sort of like a half, like it's a three gulp martini that you can have before you have a steak or whatever. That you know, sounds so, good. Yeah, so you're not kind of like going down the floor, and then you can maybe have a couple of glasses as well. So you can, you know, it's a it's a cocktail you can have midweek mm-hmm. and still get your madman on, but you know, not not uh, <laughs> you know, not the kind of you know staggering up the stairs and vomiting on the street madman. No, so, yeah, that's you know, good. It's like yeah. Yeah, yeah so, not the not the salary man in uh, exactly. in, in, in the, Tokyo. The other thing that I think is interesting is sort of more of the ferments that are coming in as well. That it's sort of people are fermenting stuff, you know, in house mm. and stuff, and they're kind of like a a mix between wine and cocktail. Really, it's sort of like, and they're pretty like they can be about the same amount of alcohol as a um, as a glass of wine. You know, they're sort of mm-hmm. between ten and twelve. You know, sort of a lowish and uh, really delicious. Like, there's a new bar that's opened up in town called Birdie, B-Y-R-D-I, yes. which is very earnest and serious, but the drinks are absolutely delicious and they do all their own ferments there and they hmm. do they distill things and they smoke things and they preserve things and stuff. So it's um, it's pretty good. So Hugh, Hillary and Michael, what, what do you think of this? Um, we've seen a, a huge uh, growth in gin happening and gin is a great thing if you want to get on the ground floor of distilling because you get a spirit, you infuse it and you, you bottle it and hope the orders come in. But... One thing that I've been hearing is that we will see more and more Australian whiskey because the success of gin is going to underpin a whole new generation of people doing whiskey, Australian whiskey. Yeah, well, we we talked about Australian seconds. We talked about Australian whiskey last time, so yeah, yeah the the benchmark has been set by Lark and Sullivan's mm. Cove. But yeah, I'd like to see more Aussie whiskey. And there's yeah. some good Melbourne distillers as well. And more's coming online because a lot of people have been making gin to keep their business going yes. while the whiskey is aging. It's, it's happening. So there, exactly. it's suddenly there's going to be all this whiskey available. So it'll be interesting to see what the quality Next, is like. Who knows? The 20s. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Fred Siggins from Sullivan's Cove. Oh God, he it's does a whiskey. good job there. That's such a good. That's such a good whiskey, Sullivan's Cove. And on that, Nahili, did you want to say... I actually uh, just wanted... I, I, I'm looking at the time and I'm going to say, have a wonderful Christmas. Seems weird to say it, but have a have, here come the 20s. Here they come. Uh, what a delight to have you all on together. And, uh, of course, I was joking about you two. They, there's a deep love here. Hugh, always a delight to see you. Thank you for coming in. Thanks, Cam. Matt. Thanks, Cam. Paul. Yeah, he's ready. Still here. We've got a thumbs up. We're going to go over to Studio 3. We're still here, is here, and uh, you should be here for the whole afternoon. Thank you very, very much. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Cam. Cam. Bye-bye. Hi, this is Cam Smith, and you've been listening to the podcast of Triple R's Eat It, a weekly radio show about food and drink, broadcast live on Triple R from Melbourne, Australia, every Sunday. Hope you enjoyed the podcast and feel free to get in touch with us via the Triple R website. 